0: Hey, we're here today again for the Word of God. And I just want to, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Word of God. Where would we be without the Word? Because all things were created by the Word of God and through the Word of God. I want to remind you of something as we go into this back to basics. Today I'm going to be dealing with the subject of hold on. Can you say that? Hold on. on. There was a statement that many have made When you get into a situation, a difficult situation, and you're running out of rope, you don't know which way to go, and you're sliding down that rope, you don't know how you're going to make it, they say tie a knot in the end of the rope, and what? Hold on. Hold on. Well, I want to make some statements here. In order for us to live an effective life, and I don't want to just live, I want to live an effective life. There are a few things we must never forget. You must hold on first. You have to hold on to God. There's no doubt about that. You must hold on to Jesus Christ. You can't release him. And then you have to hold on to the Holy Spirit. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, tie a knot in and hold on no matter how difficult the situation is. But there's something else I want to address for a moment. There's another that is very important if you want to live a happy, completed life. It's one thing to live a life. It's one thing to be happy in your life. But it's another thing to live a completed life. You know, you can make a cake and you can set it out as a wedding cake and not put the icing on. You, in fact, do have a cake. But it's not a completed cake until it's iced and decorated and i want us to be decorated today i want us to be finished i want us to be completed how do we do that proverbs 29 verse 18 hold on everybody say hold on, hold on. proverbs twenty nine eighteen. where there is no vision the people perish but he that keeps the law happy is he Notice those last three words. Happy is he or she. Happy is that group of people. So where there is no revelation, that's what this means. Where there is no revelation of what? Of what God wants for you. A revelation of Jesus Christ. A revelation of where he's leading you. You will perish. But if you follow him, you will be happy. Eternally happy. Now hear this. And that's why I say, hold on. Having a vision for your life is a wonderful thing. No doubt about it. Having the Lord drop a vision into your life. I've had it many times in my life. God would remind me of the vision. And understanding the vision that's set before you is a wonderful thing. Do you agree? It's a wonderful thing. Having that vision, having this destiny, is a wonderful thing. But more than wonderful, it is a necessary thing. Would you agree? It's necessary. But let me just interject this. You know what is better than just having a vision to follow? Think about it now. I heard in the audience here someone say it. Having a vision to follow? It's following that vision. It's completing that vision. Notice the words. Completing the vision. You have to hold on. You can't give up. You can't unloose that knot. And slide off of what God wants you to do. You have to hold on and say, I will not be turned back. I will not change. I will stand in faith and I know the Lord is great and he will help me to make it. Say that. He will help me to make it. So you have to follow the vision. You have to walk in the vision. It's satisfying to have a vision for building your new... Oh, Listen to this. It's come to me early this morning. It's satisfying if you're building a new house, okay? Some of you have done that or you've built something. It's satisfying to have a vision for the building of your new house. But it's far better, hear this, it's far better to open the door and walk into your vision than just having a vision of building it. That's our life. I would much rather walk in the vision than just talk about the vision. Or just reminisce on the the vision. I want to walk in it, I want to live it, I want to complete it. Having this vision, this calling, this destiny, it's paramount. But when you have double vision, when you don't hold on and you start to have double vision, something happens. Your life becomes frustrated because you're trying to walk in two visions. God is calling you in your life to do something, and He's pointing you in a direction. You can't have double vision. Hold on. Well, what happens in our life? There are many voices we encounter in this journey. A lot of people will say a lot of things. As a matter of fact, many would attach peripheral appendages to the vision God has given you. They'll attach things to that vision because we listen to them. And then what happens? We move into confusion. Because we heard God, and now people start to interject their thoughts and start to attach their thinking to the vision of God. And now what happens? I get frustrated. I get confused. Confusion comes into a person's life when they walk beyond clear understanding. Let me say that again. Confusion comes into a person's life when they walk beyond clear understanding. It's like walking in a dark room. Have you ever done that? I have. Have you ever stubbed your toe? Because you walked in a dark room and couldn't see the chair sitting right there. Well, confusion, it's like walking in a dark room. And confusion comes when a person has lost sight of the central focus. When you lose sight, you get confused because it's dark. And that's what I'm saying today. You have to hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Lord will bring the light into that situation where you can see things clearly. But you have to hold on on and not allow double vision. Don't allow a lot of voices to mess with you. Let me just put it that way. Sometimes in your life you're going to have to ask yourself this question. And this is for all of us. This is for me. And this is for someone sitting there listening to me today. Here's the question. What really is important? Have you ever thought about that? We're all living a life where we're running here and there and we're wearing ourselves out. But there comes a point you need to sit down, take a deep breath and say, you know, what really is important? Is this that I'm doing? Does it hinder or help the goal that is set before me? That question only you can answer. And you need to ask yourself that today. Is what you're doing really that important? That is paramount double vision will take you away and I'm talking about not following God's vision but listening to other voices and and letting other thoughts come in and get involved double vision will take you away from that which is most important and draw you into a place where you're not positive any longer it won't take you into a positive place it'll take you into a place where you're ineffective that's what double vision will do for you. Doesn't matter how powerful you are, man of God, woman of God, business person, you get double vision. It'll, it'll take you away from the positive and move you into a position of being ineffective. Hold on to the vision. Don't lose it. Don't have double vision. Have a clear vision. Never let go of what God has intended for your life. Never let go of of what God said you can have. How many of Has anybody. Has God ever said you could have something. Have you ever felt that the Lord has answered your prayer. And yet it's been delayed. But delay does not mean denied. You have to hold on to God's unchanging hand. As the old boy used to preach. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Why? Because he will not change. If he promised it, he will deliver it. Hold on to that vision. Don't get misdirected. What do you mean by misdirected? Well, I looked up some definitions on that. Oh, misdirection. That means to aim badly. Don't aim badly. Know where you're going. Know what your objective is in life. Have you asked the question now, what really is important? Well, whatever's important, aim for it. Don't aim for something else. It means also this, to get wrong instructions or directions. You don't need wrong instructions or directions. You need to hear what God is saying. You need to hear godly counsel. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit that's alive today, working in you. I like this one. It means misdirection. It means putting the wrong address on the envelope. My God, that to me was powerful. So many of us, we've got the envelope, we've got the goods, but we've put the wrong address on it. What do you mean? We're not listening to what God is saying. We're not following his plan. We're not getting to his destination. We're not following his destiny. We're not following the purpose. Wherein he has called us. That's important. I wonder how many of you today will be honest with me. And say I've put the wrong address. On some of the things that I'm wanting to accomplish. That's a good thought. Think about it for a moment. No matter how powerful you are. If you're in the wrong place, at the wrong time, facing the wrong destination, you will lose your effectiveness. You need to hear that again. I do. No matter how strong you are, no matter how wise you are, no matter what potential you have, if you're in the wrong place, at the wrong time, facing the wrong destination, you're going to lose your effectiveness. How many of you want to be effective? There was a time when God's people... They purposed in their hearts to build a temple for the Lord. This is good. But there was adversaries. When their adversaries heard it, pastors, they had a different plan. And here comes that they needed to hold on. Ezra 4.1. I just want to read this to you. Now, when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin, they were about to do something good for God. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity builded the temple unto the Lord God of Israel. Then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said to them, Let us build with you. We want to build with you. Now you have to be careful who's working by your side. Be careful who's working by your side because it can affect your work. Let us build with you for we seek your God. As you do, and we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Esrahidon, king of Asser, which brought up thither. Listen, but Zerubbabel and Jeshua, watch this. And the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, ye have nothing to do with us. They understood. You have nothing to do with us. To build a house unto our God. But we ourselves together will build unto the Lord God of Israel. As King Cyrus the king of Persia hath commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah. And troubled them in building. Did you hear this? They troubled them in building. Then what did they do? Did they pick up a sword and a spear and a shield? And they go out and do battle? No, no. Watch this. Ezra 4, 5. And how they wanted to help to stop or defeat the work, watch this. They hired counselors. Listen, anytime, it doesn't matter if it's a church or a business, if you get negative voices in there, they're going to destroy what you're doing. They hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. What did they do? Notice they didn't fight, notice they didn't pick a spear or a sword. All they did was get involved, counselors getting involved to give them mixed signals, to give them a mixed vision. Uh, They took away this, trying to take away the central purpose, the central vision. And now they intended to frustrate the purpose. How did they do it? Help me here. Have you been listening? They hired counselors. How many of you have allowed people to counsel you that don't have a clue what you're doing? Don't have a clue about your vision. Doesn't even understand where you're headed. You have to be very careful. I don't listen to anything that takes me out of what God has said. Or out of the word of God. Hear this. You will be defeated. You will. Let me say that emphatically. You will be defeated when you get a confused signal. Let me give you an illustration. Let's just say you're flying an airplane. And the air traffic controller comes on and says to you, Beep. Uh, plane 102. Land if you'd like. Now listen. Land if you'd like to. You might make it. Seems good to me. You know what? That to me is a very mixed signal. I think you can make it. I don't want anybody to think. I want them to know because they're, they're a professional. They know what they're talking about. If you get a mixed signal and you're flying a plane, you're going to get in trouble. Listen, there are marriages that are falling apart because of nothing more than mixed signals. It's not even real. It's just mixed signals. And they're, they don't, they're, they're living in a confused state. You don't need a mixed signal. You need something that's clear. And it'll bring purpose into your life. Don't allow mixed signals, it'll cause destruction, it'll cause devastation. I want you to look at someone else here in our remaining time. This is important. Elijah, they call him the, the prophet of fire. Y'all remember him? The prophet of fire. If you don't know the Bible, just listen to me. He was a great prophet, prophet. Old Testament prophet. In 1 Kings 19 too, it says, Then Jezebel, there's always someone. Sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me, because he just confronted her, 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 her priest. She said, so let the gods do to me more also, if I make not thy life as the one of them by tomorrow about this time. Because he had slayed them. He literally destroyed her, her hierarchy, her religious hierarchy. And when he saw that, when Elijah saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to, <coughs> came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. That's First 1 Kings 19.4. And came and sat down under a juniper tree. Now watch this. This is the prophet of fire. He called fire down from heaven. And he requested for himself that he might die. How many of you have done that? It's time. I'm finished. I'm through. It's over. And he said, it's enough now. Oh, Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. In other words, I'm ready to go. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baking with coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came unto him the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. And he did the same thing again. And he came thither unto the cave. I didn't read that verse. But this is the end of it. He came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him and he said unto him, What are you doing here, Elijah? The prophet of fire. The angel of the Lord had to be sent to help the prophet Elijah with his double vision. He wasn't seeking God's purpose. He was seeking what he was feeling. He wasn't seeking his calling, God's calling. He was seeking his own. He wasn't seeking God's goal. He was seeking now what he felt. Feelings will lie to you, church. Anybody listen to me. Feelings will lie to you. He lost sight of the central vision. He didn't hold on. Why? Because he caught, he got, watch this. He got caught up in someone else's purpose. What did he get caught up in? Jezebel's purpose. You can read the whole story later. He got caught up in what she was saying and not what God was doing. Let me just say that again. He got caught up in what she was saying and not what God was doing. I wonder how many of you sitting there today, you've been caught up in what they have said and not what God has said. This is vital. I'm going to stop there. I want to pray for you because I don't feel that we should get caught up in anything other than the word of God. We should get caught up in what God is doing. I'm not going to be caught up in what they are saying or in their purpose or plan I'm going to remain in God's word. I'm going to remain in God's plan. Can you say that with me? I will remain in God's plan. Now hear me. Listen to me carefully. Every one of you sitting there right now, every one of you has been called by God. You see, I'm not even a Christian. It doesn't matter right now. I want you to hear me. You've been called of God for a greater purpose. You need to receive the Lord, Savior, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because he loves you. He cares for you. He wants to help you. And today is your day. Just don't get caught up in life. You've been caught up. Forget everything else. Don't don't forget this though. Don't get caught up in what they are saying and they are doing. Get caught up in what God has said to you. Get caught up in the plan of God and hold on. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. I want to pray for you because I believe in my heart. That the Lord wants to help you right now. That is my feeling. That God wants to bring peace. That's what we're talking about. A completed life. A happy life. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. And full of his glory. Are you ready to pray? Because I know you need it. I feel it. Let's pray. Father I want to thank you. For the opportunity you've given us to come together. I thank you Lord that the. That they've opened their hearts and they've opened their ears to hear today. And Lord, if they've not heard anything else I've said, they need to hear. Hold on. Because I know you'll help them. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't give up because the Lord will help you. The Lord will help you fight your battle. So Lord, touch them right now. Strengthen them right now. Release them into your presence to where they can move, oh God, freely. Lord, let them feel peace. I pray that now. Lord, let them feel peace in their room or in their car. It doesn't matter where they are, God. Please. You're so tender. You're so loving. You're so kind. Reach out and touch them right now. I thank you, Father. I love you, Jesus. If you don't know the Lord as Savior, just ask him into your life. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. I appreciate you so much being a part of this service. And I'd love to see you come out to East West Church, 1521 Hurt Road in Marietta, Georgia. Our Sunday service is 10, 15 a.m. I appreciate you watching our online service. Many of you live in other states and you're watching and supporting. God bless you. But I'd love to see you. And let me say this. Our best days are ahead of us. They're not behind us. How can you say that, Bishop? Because I'm not listening to them. I'm listening to him. Are you hearing me? Our better days are ahead of us. Because I'm not listening to them. I'm listening to him. Who's him? Jesus Christ. Remember what I said. Share this message. You could be someone's hope. Facebook, share it. YouTube, subscribe to it. Because this helps. This really helps. And go to our website, eastwestchurch.org. Check it out. You'll find some helpful things there. Until next week, I want you to know that I love you. I respect you. And I know God has something for you very special. I'll see you. God bless you.